You already know where you are at. It is episode eight of Clash of the Podcast. I am one half of your host, Conrad Cushman, representing everything pro wrestling. Everything pro wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And I am gracious enough to be allowed to host this show on my YouTube channel. And I have to give big ups to my partner in crime here, uh, my man Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. You see the TikTok on the screen. What is going on, Sean? We outside, man. Outside, inside. I'm really happy to be with you today, man. My brother, my friend. Um, had a crazy bad eye situation. My left eye was all jacked up, but thank God I got the clean bill of health today. So I'm really excited, uh, you know, back to be on the, back on a healthy kick. You feel me? And um, I'm happy to be with you, brother. Let's talk some pro wrestling. It's ha- I'm happy to be here. For sure. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you come in, spread the word for us. We are on YouTube on the Everything Pro Wrestling channel. Retweet, share. This also goes up on both of our audio platforms. All of that is down in the description box below. Thank you for showing us some love. We're going to hit this intro and get into talking some pro wrestling of the week. Love that intro. Never gets old to me. Always feel good music. It's so good. Gotta give a big shout out to everyone in the chat. I see a bunch of people showing us love. Mr. Pro Wrestling One, what's good? Thank you so much for joining us. We got Black Rob. What's happening, Rob? Appreciate you coming in here. Uh, BJ's also in the house saying, yo, BJ, hope all is well, my good friend. I just sent you a message on Twitter in the DMs. Uh, Everything College Basketball. One of the uh, sponsors that joins up with me, uh, we call ourselves uh, Sister Sites. Everything College Basketball, absolutely amazing. They just dropped a magazine. They have an Etsy up. So if you guys are looking for a preview for all of the college basketball, make sure you check them out. They have an amazing Facebook group page as well, Everything College Basketball. We have Anthony. What is going on? Hello. First time I've seen you in here. Happy to have you. Can't wait to hear some of your thoughts and opinions on the world of pro wrestling. I think this is my man Doug in the house. What's good, Doug? Saying, hey, yo. Um, Let me see here. We got Matt Lopez in the house. What's good, Matt? Uh, Let's see here. When you guys look at Braun Breaker, do you guys think uh, he has a personality and temperament to possibly lead a stable if he gets called up? I'm going to throw that one to you first. You've been doubting Braun since we started this. What's what's good? Did he prove anything to you? Did you watch Halloween Havoc? Did he prove anything? I watched Halloween Havoc. I'm getting a reverb. Am I good on your end, bro? Yeah. Okay, I'm I got I got, I watched Halloween Havoc and and I feel like the wrong guy won again. The prop the problem is this: I feel like the wrong guy wins every time every time Braun Breaker wins a match. That's and that's a problem for me. I feel like every time I'm watching a Braun Breaker match, obviously we know he's continuing to win. It's like the wrong guy wins. Pete Dunne should have won. You know, then it's like you know Halloween Havoc. I felt like either one of his two challengers should have won. It's like it continues to roll and roll and roll, and it's like. I'm not under somebody help me understand. I don't get it. I'm not a fan, bro. 
I like him. I like him. I think he's got I, something. I know there. you like him. I know you like him. I, well, I'm not over the moon. Listen, I think the real money is in Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. That's the guy, I think. He's going to be what you want him to be, and I want him with MVP so badly. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just fit, and it'll work. Um, let me see here. Anthony comes back in because I have an idea, and I want your thoughts. Call up Breaker, call up Julius and Brutus Creed and pair them up. Mm-hmm. I, I think they see bigger things for Julius. I'm telling you, Bruce Pritchard was very high on him at a certain point in time, and he got a singles match without his partner, his brother. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Connor knows soccer. What is good, Connor? Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Demond in the house. He said, I came to talk wrestling and ask you guys if you want to go out in the garage and do karate. No karate for me, man. I'm hurting right now. What's, what's the uh, movie reference? Because I know what he's talking about. What's the movie reference? I I have no idea. It's, it's the movie Brothers. Help me out. Uh, McKinney, help me out. It's Brothers. Something with bro- Step Brothers, I believe that's the movie. Step Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, Anthony said, when I look at Breaker, he's basically Scott with the promos and Rick with how he wrestles in the ring. That's a fair assessment. I mean, Rick's his dad. He's, when he talks, I do get that Scott Steiner vibe, though. Cray uh, was good. What's happening, brother? BJ said Step Brothers. He, he was quick with it. Mm-hmm. Man, you guys got your movie references down. But uh, listen, Sean, I'm kind of going to – I'm throwing you the reins a little bit today. Where do you want to start off today? You know the topics. You you basically set them up for just for people who want to know the behind the scenes of the show. Sean set this one up today. So what do you want to talk about first? The humility of my partner. I certainly appreciate it. Um, I, I think I think we should go with what's next for the bloodline. I think we should go to, go what's next with the bloodline, especially considering the fact that Friday night we're probably going to see some some explosion with um, with Sammy uh, not being able to control Jay and Jay not being able to control himself. How could you not control that face? How could you not? So here are the Usos. They are the unified tag team champions right now. They are on top of the mountain, getting close to breaking Demolition's record. But Jay Uso on SmackDown decided not to listen to what the tribal chief told Sammy to tell him. He went and did things on his own by attacking Logan Paul. Sean, where are we going with this, man? Is this, is this going to be some some tough love for Jay Uso? Is he going to have to get beat down again? There's never been a, a, a situation in pro wrestling more so than this, where even though the outcome is fairly obvious, which is the bloodline turning on Sami Zayn, it is it's clearly you know it's, it's obviously what everybody thinks. It, it's it's still going to be fun to watch, but I got to be honest with you. The more this continues to evolve and the more it continues to roll, the more I'm starting to think that maybe Jay is the problem. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going this route. Maybe Jay, maybe Jay does have aspirations of being the head of the table. He's had aspirations of being the head of the table before. Roman Reigns, quote unquote, put him in his place. I say quote unquote because I'm a big fan of Jay Uso, main event Jay Uso. And and I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe Logan Paul was up, was onto something. Maybe Jay Uso has secret aspirations of being the head of the table, and maybe just maybe Roman Reigns doesn't do what we all think he's going to do, which is turn on Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn reunite with Kevin Owens. Maybe Roman Reigns 
sees Jay Uso as a problem and may continue, maybe maybe continues to be a problem, and maybe Jay Uso contends for the head of the table position. I would not be mad either way. That is that is something different. Listen, it got announced today that the uh, PLE for February is going to still be Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and it's going to be in Montreal. And I said, quote, tweet, this is where it happens, isn't it? And I put a picture of the bloodline in there, Sami Zayn and the Usos. And I'm like, this is where it's going to happen. That is where you will get the most sympathy and the biggest reaction for Sami Zayn. In his home home country, his home providence, he's going to be good, man. They're going to be in Montreal. Like, the people are going to go banana for him, to quote Pat Patterson. Right, right, right. I I think you can't waste that. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I feel for Jay Uso. If I if I was Jay Uso, I'd be upset too. How are you gonna put me? How are you gonna beat on me <laughs> and treat me like this to get into the bloodline? But Sammy gets to waltz right in. I get it. You got jumped to get into the family. I get it. You're upset. You're mad about it. Even Jimmy. Jimmy was injured. He had to get some tough love. And everyone else, Solo got to walk in. No one's complaining about that. He's just doing his work. This is going to be fairly interesting going into it. I think we're going to get two big teases, and then they don't do it. I think at Survivor Series, everyone's going to expect it now. I don't think it happens. You could, but I think you hold off and wait because you don't want to blow off that big match yet. I think Triple H is WrestleMania focused. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. He's got tunnel vision right now. There ain't nothing more important than getting to that. He can work around all the other stuff. Let's get to Mania and work backwards. This is what my Mania card looks like. Right. Now, as far as what's the best thing for them to do, I think you take your time with it. Even at the Rumble, I think they'll tease it, but then they'll be like, nah, nah, not not yet, not yet. But at the Chamber is when I think it'll finally happen, where they pull the rug out from underneath them, and that's where the beatdown occurs. Uh, Ramble Mania, what's good? Got to show you some love. Check them out. They do some good live streams as well, some uh, watch-alongs. Jay is going for Player Hater of the Year, Matt Lopez says. Uh, Jay is going to be uh, going to get beat by Roman like when Austin whooped Taz. Come on now, what? Come on, I feel bad for Taz during that. What? Uh, what if they pull a swerve on us and Sammy turns on the bloodline? Could they reverse it? Could Sammy turn on them? Not bad, Connor. No soccer. I like that. That is that is not bad. If I were Roman, I'd order Solo to beat down on Jay and put him in line. Wow. Oh, 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 oh. the little brother to beat the older brother, though. You know what? BMJ might be onto something, and BMJ might be onto something more than he even knows. Let finish your rundown so I can. I want to elaborate on B, excuse me, BJM's comments. Uh, let's see here. Jay technically was never beaten by Roman the first time Jimmy threw in the towel. Oh, he only quit to save Jimmy. That old Bob Backlund finish. Uh, Roman is going to punish Jay, but it's going to be uh, Sammy's call on what happens. He'll be easy on him and try to be Jay's friend, but Jay is still the one to see Sammy is tr- trying to see what he's truly up to. I'm gonna put BJ's comment back up so you can see that. I like I like where where, where BJM's going with this, and I want to take it a step further because let's just say let's just say that Roman does order Solo to beat down Jay, right? Now, the automatic assumption would be that Solo would do what he's told. But what if Solo feels uncomfortable doing what he's told? And then what happens 
when there's literally in this and as, as I'm saying it, I'm getting chills, like literal chills, because I feel like this is a really legitimate way to go. What if there's a split down the middle of the bloodline and people have to choose sides? That could be that could be something in the lead up. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like I love what BJM's talking about about Solo getting ordered to beat up Jay, but is it a foregone conclusion that Solo would be comfortable with that? That's a good question. They've been, they've been very dominant. They've been very dominant, and it seems like Jimmy's been on Sammy's side for the most part. But oh, Jimmy and Sammy are like BFFs. Yeah, they got they got the hand slap and everything. But what if Solo starts leaning towards Jay? You like you said, man, you've got something you can do here with a lot of this. No, you can lean into it. You're, you're missing something, my astute friend. You're missing it because maybe I'm not explaining it right. I'm not talking about Solo choosing Jay. I'm talking about Solo choosing Jay and the bloodline choosing Jay. I'm talking about the entire bloodline under believing that Jay's the head of the table. I'm talking about a full bloodline revolt. Yeah, unless you're going to turn Roman face, then Roman's got to be the hero. Roman, Roman's, almost at, Roman, Roman's almost face right now. This is kind of true. He's, he's basically primed. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. There's, but you know what the cool part about this storyline is? There's so many different ways to go, and it's so hard to mess it up. I mean, can you think of a scenario where they just genuinely mess it up? I can't. I can't think of anything. There's always a way to ruin the soup. Oh. <laughs> we can always let all of us in there, and we start messing with it. But yeah, you have options. It's the best part of it. Like you said, you have options. We're not up in here trying to add too much or do too much but you can do a few different things even on the lead up you can just mess with people a little bit mm -hmm. and still get away with it i like that um i'm just trying to see here uh-oh can we just hire jacob fatu already they can't have him bro that's way too powerful of a stable jacob fatu's a beast but for some reason i gotta rob might know more but there's a reason why he's not hired by any of the big companies yet and i think it has something to do with a, a past incident but he, he's definitely uh, an amazing talent, though. MLW's lucky to have him. And I mean that, like, wholeheartedly. Um, let us get back into um, – I, I kind of want to go into your next point here. I, I know. Natural segue. Let's do it. We, we, we're still on bloodline. Mm -hmm. But you want to talk about Roman Reigns. And a few weeks back, there was a conundrum over what do we do to get one of these championships off of Roman? I just want to acknowledge what ML is saying. One more comment about the previous subject. I, I feel you on that, and that's probably the route that they're going to go. We're just talking about outside-the-box um, possibilities because, honestly, Jay, you know, Jay and, and Roman and everybody beating up uh, Sammy is pretty much the way we all think it's going to go, so... But yes, to, to get back on what we were talking about, oh my goodness, Conrad, I have so many ideas about how to get those titles off of him, or at least one off of him before we get to WrestleMania. And I'm telling you, there's it's a situation where we don't have to see him lose. I mean, put it in there, because I'm, I'm willing to hear this. When you put it on, this was the one I was most intrigued by, actually. I'm thinking ladder match. The first thing that came to my mind was ladder match, and I'm thinking... A scenario that would play out beautifully. I'm talking about two belts at the top of the ladder. 
Roman's climbing up one side, whoever else is climbing up the other. And simultaneously, Roman grabs one belt, his opponent grabs the other, and they both keep the belt that they pulled down. I, I, I think, I think, and, and Roman loses zero credibility. The show goes on the air in confusion, obviously. And Michael Cole, what are we going to do now? Corey Graves, what are we going to do now? And then the next week on SmackDown or Raw, whatever it might be, it's determined that whoever the opponent was that grabbed the other title gets to keep that, and Roman gets to keep the whatever title he took down, and Roman's title reign is uninterrupted. Mm, that is that is interesting. Interesting. Tell me what you think. Me what you think. It depends on who for me. Okay. It's a who thing. Because at this point, Roman has destroyed, can we say half? Is half fair? 70% of your roster? He's crushed a lot of these dudes. Even dudes who are, they're like, yay, bronze back. Roman beat him already, bro. Like, I don't believe you. Like, that's just what it is. He hasn't crushed Seth Rollins. That is a valid point as well. You know how I feel about Seth, though. I got a little... <laughs> you gotta be main event Seth. That was my favorite out of all of his booking so far when he came out with the shield mm-hmm. and Roman's face changed when he came out. I loved it. And that he's the only person Roman never beat. He can't come out with that dancing and being a fool stuff, man. Like he's the they put up the US title on him. This is what I'm talking about. This screams mid-card, man. Like it hurts me. I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm hoping it means the opposite. You know, when John Cena was the United States champion and elevated the title, you know, you're hoping that that Seth Rollins can do the same. You're hoping that because honestly, I love Bobby Lashley, but I felt like Bobby Lashley did exactly what you're talking about, which is lower himself on the United States championship level. I think Seth Rollins is talented enough to raise up the belt. And I think when it comes to Bobby Lashley, not to go off on a tangent here, but Bobby Lashley needs a Brock Lesnar to make himself relevant in a main event picture, that is. You know, him versus Brock makes a main event just because he's fighting Brock. Seth Rollins can make the United States title mean something. Seth Rollins can John Cena United the United States title. All right. I, I do have a, a, a thing I want to bring up that's kind of unrelated to this, but still on topic. Mm-hmm. Do you miss the days of, and this is old head talk for a second for, for the younger people in the chat. Do you miss the days of we were we would watch wrestling and then you would slowly climb the ladder versus now. I feel like we, some people go main event, mm-hmm. mid card, main event, nah, mid card, tag title. You're making me mad. You're out the company. You know what I mean? Like what? It doesn't feel right anymore. I miss the grind to be the world champ. I feel like there's no grind to get there anymore. I agree with you. I, I think that has to do with the talent level. You have to understand that this era of professional wrestler. It is no way comparable to previous generation. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the Matt Riddles of the world. I have a lot of respect for the Bobby Lashley's of the world. But to me, a Matt Riddle will never be a Shawn Michaels. A Bobby Lashley will never be a Rock. I mean, we were just spoiled to death with the Attitude Era and the Federation Era and even the, the Ruthless Aggression. We were spoiled to death. This generation, you have to have, like... It's like Drew McIntyre. I feel like I'm piling on this guy and disrespecting this guy. I don't mean it to come across disrespectful. Drew McIntyre is not going to sell out 100,000 people in a stadium. He's not. 
He's not. He doesn't have it. I love Drew. I think he's a very talented, very athletic guy, but he's not a main event, WrestleMania, last match of the night guy. He's not. So you are you don't think that WrestleMania, what was it supposed to be, in Tampa? The WrestleMania in Tampa was going to be was going to be him and Brock, and it probably would have been the last match, just like it was when there were no fans. We all have a window. The window is closed. I, 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 I've said it before, and you're a witness to this. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think it's sad that Drew McIntyre lost his moment in 2020 because he did lose his moment. His moment was WrestleMania 37. It should have been his moment. 30, 37, was it? 36. 36. Because 37 was the re the makeup for it. Facts. So th WrestleMania 36 should have been his moment, but it's passed, unfortunately. God bless you, Drew McIntyre. I feel sorry for you. But since that time, Drew McIntyre, I mean, it's just this, to, to go back to the question you were asking, he's the definition. I use him for an example because he's the first guy that comes to mind, Conrad. It's like he's main event, but uh, he's not really main event. And then he's Main event, and he's in the, okay. So now he's in the world championship picture. Now he's fighting in a irrelevant match against Sheamus. It's like you know, it's one of those things, man. It's like Randy Orton. Randy Orton will always be main event, whether Randy Orton's in the first match or the last match. Drew McIntyre is not the same thing. And to keep focused on what you're asking, this company doesn't have the talent where you can have somebody gradually climb a ladder. Bret Hart with the Amber winning the tag team titles. Bret Hart winning the Intercontinental title. Bret Hart winning the world title. It doesn't work that way anymore, bro. Yeah, it's it's just... I, I think it hurts some people, too, though. It feels different. Like, I'm... Tr well, I have an example, but it's probably not a prime one. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, a, one, say. Well, we're going to get into that person later. But let's. I'll use uh, Brian Danielson as an example, or Daniel Bryan, whichever you want to call him. The grind for him made sense, like U.S. champ. Then it, that's what I think made him that over-the-top star versus some of the other guys where it's kind of like, okay, I can tell you're a Vince guy. They gave it to you. Now you're down. Now you're up. Now you're down. It just seems to be a different pattern depending on who the person is. Uh, Demond's asking us, who is Roman's next opponent? Um, It's hard to say. I mean, because the, 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 the options are so thin. I'll let you take this one. I think I think it doesn't matter at this point. Mm -hmm. You're you're just getting beat, man. He's keeping this belt till mania. I feel like you can't you can't ruin it at this point. Um, the real question is what Cray's asking: Is Rock wrestling Roman at Mania? That's going to change a lot of this. And I'm going to take that question. Good question, Cray. Let's take this a, a step further. And the fact that we don't know, and honestly, nine times out of ten, the fact that WWE doesn't know, is a big problem storyline wise because you're having difficulty moving forward in a manner that's conducive to WrestleMania being the best it's gonna be because you don't know if Rock's coming back or not. I think that they might know already. This is the best chance you have to get them. Well if you if you think they know already then everything should be all right. But if you don't think I, they know I think if, if Rock's saying he'll do it, he knows already that he's going to do it. Here's why I say that. And he's just, they're probably just not biting on it yet because Rock, number one, is going to have to train. Number two, he has no movie commitments because of the XFL. 
He's going to be promoting it during all that Super Bowl weekend. He's going to talk to ESPN, all of his friends. Why not? What is a better time than while he's promoting it? Say, and I'm going to face my cousin to show who's the real head of the table. Watch WrestleMania. Boom. That's what you're paying for. That's what you want. Box office. That's what Rock's going to bring you. He's going to at least mention your name in all the outlets and say it. The real problem is people don't want it to be for the title. But I think if you wanted to get Rock, this is the year you try to get Rock. Because after this, I think he's Hollywood folk. This is it, though. Like, I think he's really retired this time. Like, he said it before, but he's like, oh, it's my family. All right, I got you, bro. But he's not coming back for anybody else, in my opinion. I don't think so either. And I think Rock and Roman is the only match that makes sense um, from a box office perspective. But the problem is this. You got Cody Rhodes coming back. And Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble. So, so when you when you something something Cody Rhodes, so <laughs> when Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble, we need to know where he goes. We need to know what's happening because if Rock is still not signed, sealed, and delivered by the Royal Rumble, we have a problem because then you're talking about Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And then Cody Rhodes, does he beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Is that the big payoff if Rock doesn't come back? I don't know. Right. Um, BJ's thinking Kevin Owens could be the next challenger. Not ideal, but very possible, even if it's not KO. I do think KO will get one more shot before Mania. Mm -hmm. He will be in that mix. The U.S. belt is the world title now on Raw, if you really think about it. I agree, by default. Yeah, but... I guess I maybe I'm just old, man. I can't be fooled that quickly. I know you did your video packages, but you got some making up to do for those titles, mm -hmm. and it's it, they were long dogged for years. So you, you, you got some making up to do. I know they're trying. There, there were times back in the day, and you'll back me up on this. There were times back in the day when you had championship matches that were if it went the other way, you would have been like, okay, it's never going to go the other way, but that would be cool. And I'm talking about, like, I'm going to bring up a random Monday Night Raw match. Back in the 90s, Shawn Michaels defended the Intercontinental Championship against Yokozuna. And it was like, we know Shawn is going to win, but what if Yokozuna, what if the former World Wrestling Federation champion, Yokozuna, became the Intercontinental Champion? It was like, that was cool. That was cool to think about. So it was like, Seth Rollins winning the U.S. belt, that, that feels right to me because if there's ever, and to McKinney's point, if the U.S. title has become the number one title on Raw by default, you better have somebody of significance holding it because then what are you going to do with that? Because honestly, you don't have anything else. Yeah, if it's going to be less belts, that's fine. But prop it up like that then, you know? If you're going to use the world champ less, then let's make the IC and U.S. belts mean more. I'm with it if you're going to do that. But I'm still waiting. I need time on this. to. You have to prove to me that you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, BJ said, I feel the amount of talent also goes into effect with that grind. You guys are – he agrees with you, it sounds like. Kevin Owens to do a world championship run. Uh, the same happened in smaller companies like ROH and Impact. Marty Scroll should have won it in ROH but didn't. Countless people in Impact. Yeah. Yeah, well, they probably dodged a bullet with uh, he who we, I'm not going to mention. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Randy Orton, I uh, hope he does gets better soon with his back. Yeah, that's crazy that he's still out for that, man. Uh, prayers up to Randy Orton for his some healing. Uh, DeMond says it all comes down to booking. Drew can be that guy if you book him that way. 
you, you can't just book people that way, though, Demond. I think that's where you get into uh, some of the other issues. Uh, Kyron in the house was good. Kyron, part of the six pack. Got to show you some love, brother. Appreciate you coming in here. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, A said, do you think that Royal Rumble will matter next year? It will. It I will. think so. I it's mean, the Rumble. It could matter for more reasons than one. Rock could win the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes could win the Royal Rumble, which is my prediction. Um, no matter what, I think this year we're going to have a significant Royal Rumble winner. What I mean by that is you're going to be excited about who wins. Right. Mr. Pro Wrestling says Cody wins the Rumble. Kyron puts the real lyrics in. So when I say something, something Cody Rose, that's from BTE when uh, the Dark Order were singing it backstage the one time and they caught Cody, they caught him, they were like, oh, he's facing adrenaline. And they're all saying it in my soul. They're like, something, something, Cody Rose. And they're like, that's not the words, man. <laughs> um, if he's wrestling Rock at Mania, Roman has to lose the belts before Mania, in my opinion, unless Rock puts him over. But where do they go from there? Will it be a generation of Cody versus Roman. Maybe Roman's wrestling two nights. This is the one year where I think you could try it and get away with it. Uh, night one, he faces the Rumble winner, and then night two is the Rock or Flip it. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm disagreeing with you reluctantly because I would love for you to be right. I would love for you to be right. So uh, here's my here's my only other thing. Mm-hmm. At the Rumble, this is, this is my point to Roman. You said ladder match. I say, why not put one of the belts on the line in the Rumble? Roman says, listen, I'm not doing both. You don't get that from me. Why do I have to face 30 people at once? Uh-huh. All right, put the WWE title on the line in the Royal Rumble. This will be the third time it's ever been done. He'll go in there. He's smashing people. Whoever eliminates him, all you're doing is throwing Roman over the top rope. The reaction would go crazy for whoever does it. Who do you give that to? I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know the good part is the, the, the opportunities are endless. I mean, Rock... Cody, Seth, I mean, you have three, to me, those are the three biggest guys that are a threat to Roman Reigns. But the problem is this. The problem is this, bro, and to everybody listening and watching, Rock is not going to beat Roman. We know that. So it has to be done in a way where it actually makes sense. Because Rock's not, Rock's not coming back to win. Rock's coming back to pass the torch. Right. And like Kyron said, it doesn't need the title because it makes it more predictable with it as well. People just know Rock's not coming back to carry the strap. At least not not like that. Uh give Gunther uh who is KOR? King of the Ring. Then he's King of the Oh Cray, what a perfect segue because I did want to get your thoughts on this before we switch companies. Pulling that double duty like New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. They ain't ready for that strong style BJ. Them, they work hard. I pulled this up. Now this is the rumored PLE lineup. Sean, do you like this? Like, I just kind of want to go through it. I want to get Sean's perspective. Sean is now named Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He's married to a McMahon that he doesn't see. He's in his office with the big Vince McMahon dinosaur behind him. And they go, Sean, you said you wanted something to change about this pay-per-view structure. What pay-per-views do you want to keep and which do you want gone? I'm going to keep this up here for the sake of our conversation. But let's just throw it out here. Let's start at January. What do you want to do in January? I mean, I'm, I'm never going to change the Royal Rumble. I think it's historically significant. Royal Rumble stays, and it has WrestleMania implications. I'm with you. Elimination Chamber should not be called Elimination Chamber. It should be called No Way Out with the Elimination Chamber in it. Um, but the Elimination Chamber process and the way it goes, it also has WrestleMania implications, so I'm cool with that. I just would call it something different. February. Yeah, WrestleMania, duh, right? 
Now, yeah. King of the Ring, I love King of the Ring. And I love the fact of, of it being a one-night tournament and it having, as uh, Craig was talking about, having um, title implications. I love that. Money in the Bank, I hate it. I despise the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Bro. I'm bro. super corny. Bro, hold on. I got to clap it up a little bit. I'm sorry for those on the mic if it's loud, but preach, bro. I do not like Money in the Bank anymore. I don't like the concept, number one. I think it worked in the beginning, but now it's overplayed. Now yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, bro, you've done it. I'm a big fan of how Lucha Underground used to do it, personally. They would have a belt. It was called the Gift of the Gods title, and you would have to earn a chip throughout the show, like the season. Okay. You earn a chip, and the chip goes into the belt. Like, they would have a belt with all the plates, and the chips would go in. Now you're the Gift of the Gods champion. You can cash in for a title shot whenever, but the promoter says, I need one week to promote the match. So I'm giving you when you want it, but you have to give me one week to promote it. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's how we're going to do it. And I thought that was the best way because that makes sense. I want to promote the match. I don't want you just to come out and take it whenever you want that. And it looks fluky then. Right. So money in the bank, I'm with you. Do you think so? Are you saying the whole match has to go or would you move it to mania the match again? I mean, I would move it to Mania. It doesn't need its own pay-per-view. I think the whole the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is a little bit over the top. I think the match is a little bit corny, too, but I'll keep the match just for whatever. But the Money in the Bank theme pay-per-view, to me, is, is ridiculous. I hear you. And now King of the Ring, the male and female tournament, do you keep it fair? Oh, man. I know I'm putting you on the I yo don't hate us. I'm just asking if he would do it at once. Do you flip-flop every year? Because everyone's going to be like, well, where's the women's rumble? Where's the women's money in the bank? Where's the queen of the ring? I don't want to be a sexist. I don't. I I don't mean it to come across. The king of the ring is the king of the ring. If you want to have a queen of the ring tournament, that's cool. But I just, there's certain, okay, let me, let me say this, and I think it'll soften the blow. I think the women's Royal rumble is awesome. I think that concept is awesome. I think it works, and I think it means a lot. Evolution pay-per-view, to jump ahead a little bit, I love that too. The Queen of the Ring just doesn't, I don't feel it, bro. I don't feel the Queen of the Ring. I don't. I feel uh, Queen of the Ring. I don't feel Queen of the Ring. And I hope that doesn't disrespect anyone. That's just my opinion. No, no, no. I like what you're saying. Let's get back on the task then. So you're saying, so we're in agreement. Royal Rumble, no way out, but you still have the chamber. WrestleMania's in April. What's May then? Are we saying it's King of the Ring? Should be backlash. Backlash. First of all, King of the Ring should be in June. Okay, I'm um, with you on that. You know, half the grants. Because there's there's not there's only nine pay per views here. So let me just run it down. This is what it would be for me: Royal Rumble, uh, No Way Out, WrestleMania, Backlash, Judgment Day, King of the Ring. Um, I'd go maybe like Fully Loaded, SummerSlam, the UK pay per view, Evolution, Survivor Series. Armageddon, something like that. Okay. I would I'm mostly with you. I would say Rumble, No Way Out, WrestleMania, Backlash. I might just say wait until King of the Ring, just so you don't have too many pay-per-views stacked up behind mm -hmm. each other. Okay. King of the Ring. July, 
I think that could turn into maybe like a great American bash, but I don't know if that that'll be corporate people trying to tell you, you can't call it that you got to change it to yeah. something else. So fully loaded, insert whatever old school name you want in there. SummerSlam, a UK PLE. You can kind of make it specific to whatever the show is like the castle or whatever, come up with a new name. Um, if you wanted to, you could even do this. They still got the sweet Saudi shows they're going to have to do too. So those are going to be in there. Survivor Series stays War Games December and October, though. October will become Halloween Havoc. Hold on. I got to take this. The real Halloween Halloween Havoc, not this NXT Performance Center hot garbage. I'd be like, Sean, I'm sorry. You can have Spring Stampede instead. It's over. It's done. I'm taking this. I'll give you Super Brawl as a compromise. You can have Super Brawl. And then for December, I'm taking Starcade. It's hey, a wrap. Okay. It's a wrap. I'm hey. taking it. That's that's what we would do. And you would just honor WCW legends that night, pay homage to some of the other ones. And if you really wanted to sneak another one in, November to remember or something, ECW, you have things you could do. I really, like, I really like your Starcade idea. That brought that that felt good when you said that. Uh, BJ said, going off Conrad's rumble pitch, what if The Rock's music distracts Roman, which allows Cody to dump and win the championship? Then it sets up Roman versus Rock. That's a cool idea. But it's like you can't hit Rock's music and then Rock come out and not come out because then they're going to boo. Yeah, I will definitely boo that. Uh, Josh, uh, founding father of everything college basketball, what is good, brother? Tokyo in the house watching us. Appreciate you, bro. Matt Lopez says, King of the Ring should be a pay-per-view. They should do the whole eight, eight. I think it's supposed to be eight person, person. Uh, tournament yeah. that night and a pay-per-view winner should get a shot at SummerSlam. Agreed. King of the Ring winner should get something. I've always felt that way. Um, Money in the Bank shouldn't be a pay-per-view or a PLE. It should be another uh, match in another event. You better be bringing back those hooks for Backlash. Uh, WWE Slamboree in September, Halloween Havoc in October. Ooh, Okay. Bro, they can have World War III instead, NXT's version of the Rumble. They could do that for N- NXT. should just take all the WCW pay-per-views that names that or, or Or ECW. No Queen of the Ring, not enough women. I look at this King of the Ring as a step up to the main title. There's no uh, mid-card women's title. And uh, no Queen of the Ring, there's not enough women. Oh, he wrote the same thing twice. Okay. Let, I hear let, you. Me, let me add this about the Survivor Series, too, which might be a little bit of an unpopular take because – Everybody, including myself, are excited that uh, Survivor Series is going to be um, is going to mean something again this year. But don't box yourself in. Don't call it Survivor Series War Games. Call it Survivor Series, and if you want to have War Games, have War Games. But but you can have War Games at whatever pay per view. You don't have to have. It doesn't have to be Survivor. When you box yourself in, similar to the Money in the Bank pay per view. When you box yourself in, it gives you less flexibility. Don't call it Survivor Series War Games. Call it Survivor Series, and then there's going to be a War Games match at Survivor Series. Yeah, same with TLC. Yeah. Hell in a Cell. You just can't – you don't want to keep doing that stuff either. Because I don't want – again, I feel like now it's going to be Survivor Series War Games every year. And then it's going to be like – I mean, it's hard to get tired of – don't get me wrong. It's hard to get tired of War Games. But it's like, well, okay, Survivor Series War Games, Survivor Series War Games. It's like – Take it now again. At this moment in time, I'm thoroughly excited because for the first time in like five years, Survivor Series is actually going to mean something. But you know, five years from now, Survivor Series will just just stick to the regular theme, and you can have hell in a cell in Survivor Series if you wanted to. 
You you use the gimmick when it's appropriate. That's what yeah. makes it special. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's time to transition. We are now going to move into some AEW talk uh, with Sean. And do we start with uh, CM Punk? Because you know I'm going to go off. You see the shirt I'm wearing. You see no Vaseline is about to happen to somebody. Because I'm tired of talking about this. So I'm going to let you take control of this. If you want to start with Punk or... Whichever we have two topics that we wanted we were going to bring up with this. I'm going to let you have CM Punk to yourself because I want you to have the stage on that one. But I'll talk about um, AEW as a whole and myself and Conrad to all the viewers out there. We're talking about this today and yesterday in production, and we were just talking about how AEW mm, has it peaked. Has it peaked? AEW has had a magical carpet ride. There's no question about that from, uh, I believe it was January 1st, 2019, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever it may have been, 2019 or 2018, whatever it was, that January 1st announcement in Jacksonville about the the, uh, emergence of AEW. I was excited. You were excited. The wrestling world was excited. Uh, You've had some magical moments with with the arrival of Moxley, with the championship run of Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes not winning the championship, I should say, but then becoming TNT champion, um, paying homage and, and respect to those who have what we've lost, like Brody Lee, amazing moments like you know, amazing up and coming superstars who have become major stars like MJF. I mean, the list goes on and on. CM Punk's arrival, but AEW. I mean, and one more thing, I want to make sure I mention. The outright wonderful feel-good story of the acclaimed. Got to mention that as well. But overall, it's like AEW is starting to get a little stale. And it's like, ooh, like we're three and a half, four years in. And I know I'm not the only one. It's like, ugh, like I'm watching every week, but it's not the same as it was at the beginning. And it's like, now we have to get to a point where it's like, okay, are we going to reload? Because if we're going to reload, we better reload because WWE starting to get their crap together just a little bit. And I don't know. How do you, how do you feel, man? Has AEW come to its apex? I think. Sorry, Sorry man. I don't know, man. This it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. Um. All right. So with AEW, I see a lot of people saying uh, it's stale. It's this. It's that. But they were there when WWE sucked. Listen, I don't know how to tell everybody this and not break your hearts. WWE sucked for a long time, longer than you probably think. It's been bad. I felt like WWE was the girlfriend that wanted nothing to do with me anymore, and they were just like, eh, and now they're turning into the girlfriend that's like, come back, please. I've changed. I'm different. I I found somebody who taught me how to be better. Oh, you got played, and now you want me to come back. One of those types of deals. And... Are there mistakes? Yes. I do the AEW Dynamite review every week with Derek, every Wednesday on the podcast, 10.05. Come check us out. 
And we talk about it and everybody probably thinks, oh, they think it's all sunshine and rainbows over there. They don't ever give it a thumbs down. I think AEW still putting on thumbs up shows. When you, to me, it's define what is stale. Because I see people using the whole, oh, they took all those WWE guys analogy. I haven't said that since WCW, and I was probably wrong back then. Bro, WWE's roster is Ring of Honor. They stole half of those people from there, so why weren't you watching Ring of Honor? That's a fact. Yo, people bring that up, and I hate that. I'm like, dude, that's so lame. You can't bring that up without saying, okay, well, WWE stole everybody. They stopped producing talent a long time ago. And truthfully, what they what they used to do, what they're really good at is stealing talent that didn't have a name and then making them into their system and then propping them up and saying, look at what we created. That was the goal of Vince McMahon always. That's what he's done. Um, I don't know. I think it hurts. What, what are you seeing? You tell me. Like, I'm putting I mean, it back on to you. I, I use the word apex because apex, by definition, you're hitting the top, the, the top of the peak. So, you know. Is it beyond the realm of possibility that AEW seen its finest hour? It's not. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. It's not beyond the realm of possibility to think that AEW will never be any better than it was at its peak. I mean, I would. I mean, it's, it's arguable what, about what that peak is: the return of MJF, the arrival of CM Punk, the arrival of John Moxley, the rise of the Acclaim. There's many, you know, different. Um, there's different definitions in people's minds of what the apex is but whatever the apex is for you think about that moment think about that moment and when you think about that moment do you is it beyond the realm of possibility that AEW will never give you another moment like that it's very possible because it seems like that's a it seems like that's what's happening Three debuts in one night is hard to top. That was my, like, finest moment for AEW. They had Punk, they had Adam Cole, and then they had Brian Danielson all debut on the same show. Punk wrestled for the first time in years. You had Adam Cole, who we wanted in WWE. But I don't know where's that same love and passion for the wrestlers. Like, how come it's not growing? Like, where is the? Why is there no growth in wrestling? Or is it that they can't find the growth? They can't see it. Right. I know a lot of people who watch on illegal streams. I said it. Like, take me down if you want, YouTube. I don't care. <laughs> but that's the truth. People watch wrestling on illegal streams. Is it? Do you think there's less wrestling fans, Sean, and that's an issue, or do you think that it's there's not as many fans as we think there are? No, I think there's more fans than there's been in years. I think I think I don't think the fans are the problem. I think the the fans have been shout out to McKinney. I appreciate that. I think the fans are um, are clamoring more than ever for something to hold on to. And I and I think when you watch the WWE product, when you see somebody's music hit and the fans stay in their seats, that's troubling. And AEW has had that, but if you look at AEW lately, more and more it's like those through the roof reactions are getting less and less and less. And it's because, listen, is it because you had an Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debut on the same night? Have you spoiled the, the fans? Maybe so, but I see the chat talking a lot about this. BJM, uh, McKinney, you know, Cray. There's a lot of backstage stuff in AEW, and there's a lot of backstage stuff that I believe that has jaded the fans. And no more backstage stuff 
could be talked about than the guy we're about to talk about right now. Well, <laughs> this, this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers. Hold on, I let tried, me read. Listen, I tried to be a journalist and set you up. That was a really good leading. It was perfect. But you're it was perfect. But I, I want to make another point, but I can make it within this. Yeah. CM Punk. Let's talk about him. Oh boy. Do you know the Muffin Man? All right, CM Punk went scorched earth at AEW All Out now known as Brawl Out in the media scrum. He was mad. He was upset. He went off and basically buried the elite uh, hangman page. And I feel like some people are taking it as it was the whole locker room. I think he said specific names. If it was the whole locker room, he would have said everybody here sucks, but he didn't say that. He didn't. He, and I feel like the narrative is being changed. Don't get me wrong. Is Punk to blame? I'm going to keep saying this. And my first, let me disclose this. I am a CM Punk fan. Like, if you ask me, like, do you really, really like CM Punk? Is he one of your favorites? Yes. Am I defending him at this point, though? Yes. Why? Because it's been too one-sided. I haven't heard anybody blame the elite. The Oh, I miss the elite. Sorry, Mr. Pro Wrestling. I saw you write it in there. I miss the elite. I'm so mad our video games aren't coming out, and there's no BTE because of CM Punk. CM Punk didn't do anything. No one told you to go into someone's locker room and freaking go in there to confront someone. Because guess what you do in a real corporation? You go, Tony, can we set up a meeting with CM Punk and uh, have the lawyers there? We would like to clear all of this up and have it. That's what adults do. But guess what? Nah, let's go confront him now while he's really mad because he just yelled and ate a muffin. You're an idiot for doing that. And in the streets, I heard so many people, oh, he was yelling for people to come fight him. And then when it happened, he gets mad and blah, blah, blah. If you come into my room and I just talk mess about you three on one, I'm going to fight you. I don't care. And you've already inserted yourself into my personal business with someone that was once my best friend. If anyone ever did that, you would have to expect to get slugged. I know that you can't. It's not the right thing to do. And could he have went to jail? Probably for it. But don't act like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this happened. No, this is what happens in real life a lot of times to people. You don't do that. You don't come in there and do that. And we were talking about the whole um, CM Punk debacle, and now everybody's saying that they're going to do a buyout, Sean. If you're Tony Khan, what do you do in this situation? A-Steel's gone, apparently. I get it. Someone had to fall on the sword, just like I mentioned with John Laurinaitis with you uh, before we even started doing Clash of the Podcast. Go find the Vince McMahon thing. Someone's had to fall on the sword. It was going to be a steal because he should have broke it up and he was in there throwing punches and biting people and throwing chairs. What do you do if you're Tony Khan in this situation? Because now he's worried about CM Punk doing this to him, blowing that kiss. See you later, buddy. Thanks for the money. And now we're going to see is Papa H really a businessman or not? Because if you really wanted to stick it to AEW, you put him on your television show the second you can. You know why? Because it's another bad perception that, oh, Cody left there. Punk, I thought Punk was over there. He's over in WWE now? How bad could it be in AEW? And then you've solidified yourselves as, I'm not trying to say this disrespectfully, but TNA Wrestling. The company who you could only get here, you're never going to get above here, and now you've made a big mistake and we're going to take advantage and pound you into the ground. 
I, I can't wait to read what the chat's saying. But if you're Tony, what do you do, Sean? I, I mean, I pay him, but at the same time, I pay him. Like, I, we're going to have to come to some kind of settlement that makes sense. I'm not going to mortgage my future for CM Punk. And I'm going to say something that you're probably not going to like. I think CM Punk is the problem. Not necessarily as it pertains to this situation, but just as it pertains to his attitude. CM Punk, if you're a problem everywhere you go, then you're a problem. I don't care what the deal I mean, I know CM Punk did not bring all of this on himself. Let me go on the record. CM Punk did not bring all of this on himself. It's not all CM Punk's fault. But CM Punk has an attitude problem. And CM Punk doesn't know how to control himself in situations that are conducive to you controlling yourself. That's an issue. I, so I'm of, I'm of a weird belief, bro. Mm -hmm. I would rather deal with a CM Punk who's going to be upfront and honest with me than a behind the back. And to me, this is the Sonny and Sable thing right now that many have compared her to. Sonny is a jerk. Sable was a jerk, they said, but Sonny's an upfront jerk. She's telling you to your face what she wants, what she needs, and this is why she needs it. Sable would say one thing to your face, then go tell someone else something different, someone else that, yeah, you're doing this. Do you want someone who's more professional or do you want someone who's more honest? I'd rather deal with the honesty. What's the problem and how can we fix it? Well, when you're sitting, when you're sitting next to your boss, and your boss is saying, yo, CM Punk, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, CM Punk, chill out. You're on live television, you're on live stream, you got to chill out. And you say, you know what, F you, I'm going to say what I want to say anyway. You're not respectful. He never told him to chill, though. That's the problem. He, that he, no, he, under his breath, I remember distinctly, he was like, don't worry. Like, he, he tried to calm it down. Well, the problem was Tony, so. You don't remember? I, I remember him distinctly, like, kind of looking at him like, you know, like, CM Punk, oh. Oh, no, he was shook because he was oh, like, oh, here we go. He probably heard this stuff already, okay. but I think none of his complaints were addressed. Was Hangman ever checked? I don't think he ever was. But you, huh? you don't, and, and I'm not knocking you for not knowing that because there's no way we're not in the company, but I'm sure. No, no, no. There, there was a quote. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Punk said that he had the chance to apologize. They, they Apparently, they were all sat in a room. This is from multiple other sources. They were sat in a room. And Hangman never said sorry, nothing for it. And Punk said, like, yo, why did you do that? Like, that wasn't what we agreed to, and you went out there and just did whatever you wanted. I know everybody's like, oh, he dropped the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb was scheduled to happen. They knew he was going to say that stuff. Hangman literally went off the script. And I remember that night, go watch the review. I said, this felt very weird at the end. Like, why did Punk get punched in the face? And Hangman's like, I'm defending this from you. And it just got very awkward and weird. Like, it didn't make sense. And why didn't the Young Bucks and Kenny and Tony Khan shut down the whole Cole Cabana thing the moment that stuff came up? They do enough media to where it's like you couldn't have said, like, yeah, that never happened with Punk. So I don't know why you guys keep bringing it up. My, my, I think what you're missing, you know, you're a very smart guy, but I think this, this, um, this CM Punk thing has you a little bit blinded. And I've been blinded on things, too. I was blinded on Hogan for years until I finally wised up. CM Punk is the world heavyweight champion, or he was at the time. I understand CM Punk had every right to be upset. I, I've never did not, well, I'm lying. I have denied that. When you, <laughs> you smartened me up and I realized, yes, he did have a right to be upset. He had a right to be upset. He had a right to, 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 to have a chip on his shoulder when it came to what Adam uh, Page and, and others had said about him. 
But at the end of the day, you're the world champion. Do you care about this company like you say you do? I understand. Oh, CM Punk, look, I've been there, man. I've been there. I've, I've fought when I probably should have walked away. I've cursed people out when I probably should have kept my mouth shut. I've been there. But at the end of the day, you're the world champion, which means you're the CEO, you're the president, you're the whoever you want to be comparative to any other company in the world. You're the world heavyweight champion of this company. Do you care about the company more than you care about your own agenda? That's the question. That's the question. CM Punk was not wrong in how he felt. CM Punk just needed to control his emotions better. It's not about him being real. I recognize how I would shake CM Punk's hand if I saw him and said, yo, you're one of the realest MFs I've ever met, I've ever seen. But do you think your actions were conducive to the best interest of the company? That's the question. Very true. But now Tony has put himself in a situation. Now he has to choose. On one side, you've got CM Punk. You really don't want this dude going anywhere because why does he need to sign a non-compete clause? I'm sure he's got an NDA shoved in his face too, saying like, please don't speak. Mm -hmm. Because it's funny, usually with these CM Punk stories, there's a lot more to the story. And when he does it, he's another cornet. He's going to rip you apart when he tells his side of the story. And he's going to make them look really bad, I guarantee it. Agreed. Now we also have the elite. Are they going to want to be quiet? Are they doing stuff for sympathy? We talk about CM Punk being disrespectful. Not one person mentioned when the elite put suspended AF, and I know you guys know what that means. How is that not seen as disrespectful? Facts. I agree with that. That is just you. So you're basically making a joke out of the punishment that was given out by Tony. Yeah. We don't know if they're suspended. I don't give a damn. Like that doesn't That's matter. Not cool. That's not cool. I agree. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Like you've made him look bad. I get it. Ace Deal hasn't said a word, but the elite playing this whole, oh, let's change our picture on the background of our Twitter page. Oh, everybody's getting excited. They put up the phones like when AEW was first there. Then it went black today, and then everybody starts writing FCM Punk and all this stuff. Where is this coming from? Like, I, stop. I, I want to talk about Desmond McKinney's most recent comment. Oh, I'm going to bring it up for you. I think it's the last one on the timeline. Um, and with that, Hub, you can't tell this man when not to explode. Um, I want, I'm assuming you meant to say I've lost great jobs because I've had to. Okay, so have I. So have I. Full transparency, I've lost jobs because I've exploded too. But the big difference, McKinney and everybody else who's listening, and Conrad, correct me if I'm wrong here. If I'm cursing out the boss on my way out the door, or if I'm cursing out the board of directors, directors on the way out the door, I don't give a damn about the company. I don't care about the company anymore. I'm ready to go, and I don't give a crap about your company. I don't give a crap about your bottom line. I don't give a crap about your investors. I don't give a crap about your, your operation system. I'm out the door. CM Punk claims that he loved AEW. CM Punk claimed that AEW is the very reason he decided to get back into professional wrestling. Again, I can't stress this enough. I'm not saying CM Punk was wrong. But if you are saying that professional wrestling saved your life and AEW saved wrestling, then you need to have the emotional control to handle it a different way. Because now what? Okay, he exploded. He said what he had to say. He went off. Now what? He's gone. And who, and, who, and who does that help? Does it help CM Punk? Does it help AEW? Does it help professional wrestling? No, no, but I think he saw it as they already middled me. 
Punk's reactions changed by that Quake by the Lake show because of the story of the Colt Cabana. Nobody said it wasn't true. When Tony said it wasn't true, it was too late. That's why Tony was like, I apologize. I tried to. He's like, no, no, no. You don't need to apologize. And something happened with them backstage. That's why it feels weird because we're like, what is he talking about? He's like, something happened. He's like, the EVP should have known better. And if he's, I that, and he's mad. And if, something else happened. So, like I said, we'll wait I, for him. But I'm going to make this prediction on here. It's not even going on the Dynamite stream. If Punk is bought out, if Punk is bought out, I'm telling you guys right now, I will call the Young Bucks on their BS if FTR win the tag titles from the acclaimed and they come back and they want to fight FTR because they're hot. They only did that because they didn't want to lose to them in the first place. Watch how the booking has went. I was at the show in Rochester where they came out and people chanted FTR and they were like, oh, no, that was never the plans for us to lose to FTR. We were going to lose to Swerve in our glory. I think they used them as pawns to pawn off the belts on them so they didn't have to lose to FTR. So then there's no, who's the best tag team of all time? They're waiting until they're hot enough again to face them. Listen, I've watched wrestling long enough. I know the games. Oh, I'm going to avoid you because I don't want to lose to you. I I just want to say one more piggyback off of the previous point about CM Punk. I have so much respect because I feel like my and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like my perspective is being a little bit distorted. It almost comes sounds like I'm being a CM Punk like hater, and I'm not. I hope that's not the way it's coming across, Conrad. If everybody's listening, I'm not against CM Punk. I stand by CM Punk's feeling of anger. What I'm trying to say is, if I were a betting man, because I do believe CM Punk to be a person of at the very least, someone who knows how to reason and think things through. All these weeks and months later, I bet you if CM Punk sitting at home with his wife or watching TV or doing whatever he's doing right now, if CM Punk said to himself, could I have handled the situation better? I'm sure the answer would be yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they, listen, we fumbled the bag for someone who hasn't even been on television. This is what I don't get. And, Sean, here's the foolishness of this. I'm trying to wrap this up, but here's the foolishness of this. So now Tony has to make a choice. Do I go with CM Punk? He has four of the top ten selling items on two of your sites that sell your merchandise. Mm-hmm. He has been a ratings difference. He's actually been the number one ratings difference in all of your programs. So right. why you're why you're getting the higher ratings that you are? It's because of him. And MJF is number two for those who care. They, go on WrestleNomics page. I retweeted it. Is CM Punk a draw? Yes. Will AEW continue on without him? Yes. That's fine too. But. Now you're going to choose between them or do you go with the OG guys? And, yeah, you'll get that feel-good moment with them. But Kenny, when he returned, they lost 200000 in the ratings. Do you get what I'm saying? So now it's like, are you going to do good business or bad business? Or are you here just to pay people and have fun? It's it's really a choice that's up to him. And do you let – if you're Triple H, do you welcome CM Punk back to the WWE? I know Road Dogs telling him no, and that's the person who's been like, "Oh no, he he's the he's not a the, the close confidant to Triple H. It's Road Dog. Road Dog's been hating on Punk because he never liked him. He said it. So right. that's the close person who's gonna say, no, I don't vote for him. But if you had the chance to get Punk in your Hunter, do you do it? You've been Triple H a lot today. What do you say? Do you bring him in? Do you try to hurt AEW? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not bringing him in to hurt AEW. I'm hurting him. I'm, I'm bringing him in to, to help us if I was a WWE guy. 
not about hurting the competition, about doing your own thing. Like CM Punk's best, uh, quote unquote, use a Triple H term, Triple H uh, would have to say that CM Punk is best for business in 2022. Yeah. CM Punk is an agent wants to come back. CM Punk is, I think any company in the world would sign CM Punk and be foolish not to. The problem is CM Punk's not going to get this money from anyone else. Well, that's CM Punk's wish. Yeah, and that's and that's all on CM Punk. Once again, I'm not saying this. The they don't need you, CM Punk. This is your goodbye. This is how you want to exit the wrestling business. That's mm-hmm. what I think he needs to think about. This is about legacy at this point. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as the guy who who kept walking out, who got thrown out of every place he's been at? I don't know. Um, Josh said the elite are a different breed than us. We grew up getting in the fights. They grew up sheltered and think everything's a joke. One day they're going to mess with the wrong person. Apparently that day has happened, it looks like. The elite and Hangman should have stayed out of Punk and Cabana's business. Punk did nothing to the elite. Why hate Punk? Stay out of it. Cabana hasn't even said anything in public. They're both grown men. Josh had stuff like the elite being swarmy and Tony Khan acting like anything other than a chairman is what turned me off from AEW. Uh, let me see here. This is a perfect example of what happens when you have a Mark trying to be an owner. I, I don't like saying that about Tony Khan, that he's a money Mark too. Tony's in a tough spot too. Like you got to remember everybody's giving him. It doesn't help when Chris Jericho's liking tweets from someone saying something bad about punk. That's just as bad. And, this and, is by, and by the way, I appreciate you, my brother. You, I, I see the eye roll and that's fine. Like I said, people have their own opinions and we could agree to disagree. I see the eye roll. You know, people have to stand on what they believe. Like I said before, and I stand on what I believe. I don't think CM Punk was wrong with how he felt. I felt like CM Punk was wrong with his, in his methods and how he handled it. B-Boy says he thinks Warner Brothers are going to step in and make sure Punk stays. Don't you see a lawsuit if you're a bigger company? Like, do I, I want him to stay if he's fighting people? I mean, they're going to ask what's going on with the investigation unless Tony's just doing that to keep people under it. Fox wants CM Punk back for WWE. They tried. They spoke to him. Punk said they were playing games. Uh, I hope I'm not being harsh on AEW with all this drama happening backstage with the talent getting physical into physical altercations all the time, but this feels like WCW in the early 2000s. I don't think it's that bad. So, shoot, people probably should have been fighting backstage in the early 2000s of WCW with, with what was going on with that. What do you th- so do you think they're in big trouble, Sean? I think they're in trouble. I think it's getting there fast, and I think they need to write the ship before it's too late. Um, and what if the forbidden door was uh brand trades? You got someone who doesn't want to be in your company, I'll trade you for someone we don't want. The the issue is if it's punk you're referring to, punk got into a fight and now you're talking about giving him a buyout. Why isn't Andrade getting one? He did the same thing, he fought Sammy Guevara. What's the difference? What's the difference at the end of the day? He talked bad in an interview about the company. Then he went and got into a fight, even though he was explicitly told, "You don't get into a fight." That's that's where it is. Let 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 everyone just love wrestling. I wish it was that easy. My favorite reaction was Tony during the media scrum uh, for All Out when Punk went off on that rant. Tony was like, "Oh my God, I'm losing my locker room even more." Yeah, yeah. It's so what Sean said. You got to be a leader. There's enough blame to go around in all this. This ain't all on the elite. This ain't all on Punk, no. Tony. You could put it on every. I still even blame Colt Cabana some. He could have opened his mouth and said, guys, please stop. No, I'm sure he's just sitting there like this. Yeah. I'm so happy I'm on Ring of Honor and I'm getting I'm free so money. I'm happy I'm relevant, yes. Yeah. And this is all over him. But 
Guys, I'm glad you came out to join us for this episode of Clash of Podcast. If you if you're in the comment section down below, let us know. Does CM Punk go back to WWE? Is there a way for Tony Khan to make him stay? Apparently, they all say all the locker room doesn't want him. The elite hired 90% of them. I'm not surprised by that. What is the word? How do you fix this? Tell us down below. Solve all the problems with us in the comment section. Um, Sean, what do you got working on this week? What are you doing? Oh, man, so excited. You got Logan Paul going up against Anderson Silva live on Fight TV Showtime pay-per-view. I'll be doing an exclusive editorial dropping two hours before the fight. It's a good read. I just recently dropped the editorial on the return to prominence of the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. So I'm really fired up. You can catch all the audio editions. Mills, what's up, girl? That's my baby girl. Mills, what up, what up, what up, what up? Okay, Amelia, with that. I like it, Mills. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, make sure you check out HubbleWrestling.com. We've got the audio version of this particular show. Um, I'm going to give my boy a shout-out as well. Every Wednesday night, 10.05, make sure you check out Conrad, Everything Pro Wrestling, the um, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite uh, review show. Um, and uh, I'm definitely um, fired up about this fight coming up. Make sure you check out Fight TV pay-per-view. Check me out on HubWrestlingWeekly.com. And then make sure you order the fight. It's going to be a really, really good fight. I think, um, obviously, Jake Paul is out to prove that he's legitimate. And he's going up against somebody who I consider to be the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. So it's good. It's going to be a good fight weekend. And uh, let's have some fun. It's going to be a big weekend. We got a lot of pay-per-view shows coming. Up. Love you, girl. We got a lot of good stuff happening here on Clash of the Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. I hope you guys enjoyed this installment of Clash of the Podcast, Episode 8. We'll be back next week with Episode 9 of the podcast. Let's go. We are out. Peace.